What's up, everybody? You are now on The Stoop with Coop. We are going to be discussing real stories with real people, breaking beauty, and a teaspoon of pop culture. Today, I have the privilege of having one of my very good friends on The Stoop with us. You may know him as Swag Brags via Instagram. But I know him as Marcus. <laughs> Hello, darling. <laughs> so, Marcus, it's a pleasure to be here. Joy. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited. This was a long awaited. Um, We've been talking about this for a while now. Literally forever. So, I'm she's here. Happy, 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 happy that it's happening. Make sure my volume is up. Um, so. Just to give you a quick rundown of what we're going to talk about. Real stories with real people. We're going to talk about our journey to NYC. Marcus is from L.A. And, of course, many of you may know I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. So, our journey to NYC being black, gay, and gifted. And as well as making friends in NYC. Uh, That part. That part. Our breaking beauty is going to consist of the lip bar. You might... Be familiar with the lip bar from Shark Tank. Um, so we'll talk about them. And then, of course, we'll dive a little bit more into uh, what Marcus does. And like I was telling him earlier, this particular segment, um, even though it's breaking beauty, so we automatically assume that it may be beauty products, but what he does and his story is very beautiful. Um, and then we'll get into a teaspoon of pop culture. So, you know, we got to talk Wendy. We got to talk Daniel Caesar. We got to talk Just Hilarious. Just Hilarious. They call her Just Not Hilarious. Oh, shit. She better duck because they're coming for her ass. <laughs> We're going to get into Miss Normani, Miss Nicki Minaj, as well as Adrian Bronner and Andrew Caldwell. Is somebody looking Which through my window right now at me? Crouching down, like, looking in my window. Oh, and y'all, I forgot we got Callie. My dog, she's the shit. Callie is she's a little man. ratchet, but she got a Spanish flair. Olé. I can't. And she looking like, bitch, try me. She looking right in my face. Like, Girl, get out of here. Girl, give me this ball. Anyway, so let's dive right on in. Let's not all spare right, All senses. right, all right. So, Marcus, I want you to first off talk to me about your journey to New York City coming from L.A. What brought you here? Was it always something you wanted to do? Um, Is it more or less than you expected? Let me know. Let me know. Hmm. I moved here, I want to say, in 2011. I graduated college. I went to California Institute of the Arts. I received my degree in um, choreography and dance. Uh, from there, I had never been to New York a day in my life, and I was told, move to New York. All my friends told me, move to New York, move to New York. So I packed my bags, never had been here before, other than seeing New York on the movies and on YouTube or wherever it may be. Never had been in a plane before. So I was in this car, my sister and my best friend with me, and I was scared shitless. 
I remember breaking down crying and telling them, you know what, turn around. I'm not going to go. You know what, fuck this shit. I'm not going to go. Pay it. And they were like, nah, we are not stopping this car. You are going. You're, it's your journey to be in New York City. It's so you, and I think that you'll do really well there. So, hell, I moved, got on the six-hour flight, was scared as hell on that damn plane, got off, came here. I went to this summer program here called um, EMEA, which is in Connecticut, in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. in the mountains, where it's, it's all these dance beautiful. studios outside, indoors, outside. They build them, and you dance literally probably, like, 12 hours a day mm. so we start at 8 a.m get breakfast by 9 a.m we're doing ballet all day then your second half is modern and after that it's like auditions choreography you're working with we work with like very well-known choreographers all over new york city so i got to get my face out there as a dancer and so from there one of the choreographers asked me to audition and this sun that sunday i was supposed to be leaving that monday mm-hmm. that sunday i had the audition that monday i got a call saying that i got the gig it was a six-month project, so that's how I ended up staying here. I didn't plan on staying oh, here. Well, I was I'm only going to a summer program for a month. After that, I was going to go back home and start my journey on looking for a dance agent, auditioning, getting out there. Because at the time, I had just um, got booked to do the Rock Your Body music video with the Black Eyed Peas. Mm. Like, literally a couple of weeks before I left to move to New York. So I planned on going back and then trying to, like, you know, optimize on that journey that I had been given to go on tour with somebody or like audition get a dance agent blase blase ended up moving into new york and here eight years are. later here i am so you've been here longer than i have yeah i moved here in 2011 yeah. i've been here it's been about five years for me she's been a journey shit it's ups downs rounds and rounds i mean so tell us about yeah. i feel like this is like a job interview so tell us no that moment where you felt like it was the right decision and that moment where you started to question the decision well my moment that i knew was when i first moved to my first gig was that six month project mm-hmm. i didn't know any of these act like these historical venues or any of these places that existed here in new york i knew that all over la so i hadn't been here so i didn't know so my first show was actually at the guggenheim museum mm-hmm. which ended up being a huge huge thing um, it was a favorite Guggenheim Museum with this uh, famous composer named Fank, uh, Fred Ho, mm-hmm. who was this um, Japanese composer. Yeah, very, very famous. And he was dealing with a battle with cancer. And so mm-hmm. while he was in the hospital, he wrote this hour length score about Muhammad Ali okay. and like fly like a butterfly, sing like a bee. And so we ended up dancing on stage just for men. It was about strong men and being black in America. and. We danced for an hour straight on stage at the Guggenheim Museum, and that was my first gig. And so that gave me that accolade of, okay, you're here doing what you need to do, and it's meant for you to be here. When I stopped, it was when I then started going on certain auditions for musicals or Broadway, and multiple times where I thought that I got the gig or uh, the gig was mine. Or even there were some that I had friends and people that were the choreographers or assistants or wherever, and I thought that that was my time. Mm-hmm. It ended up not being my time. And so then I started questioning, like, would I have been getting better gigs? And would I have been getting better jobs if I had stayed in L.A., a place that I was familiar with, with mm-hmm. choreographers that I was familiar with, with uh, dance companies that I was familiar with. And I was my own choreographer and my own, too. So the venues knew me and my choreography. So I had already somewhat a foot in the door. And I decided to start all over 
And so it got really hard because you start doubting yourself. You start thinking that you're not good enough because you're being told no. But I had to go through my phase of letting dance go and going into different realms of my life, which is fashion and styling. And I model as well. And I sing and I write music and I write. And so you get to like explore. You you sing, you sing. You don't do I, I tried. Yeah. I did dabble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, then you realize that you sometimes need to step away from a certain art form to miss it. And I begin to, be, like, resent my art form of dance. So, shit, that turned into me knowing that I had to, like, let it go for a bit so that I wouldn't be so angry at it at the time, I guess. And that's so funny that you say that because one of my friends, he said to me the other day that he felt like I had let makeup go or it was letting it go because I was so enamored with the podcast and so enamored with becoming a better barber. Um, People don't me, realize. and I'm, I can do a lot of things at one time, but then sometimes yeah. you gotta step away. Yeah, but also dealing with being multi-talented is a, a different like breed of life, mm-hmm. if you ask me. Because at the end of the day, someone who has one form of an artistry that they love and they're they're interested in, and they do, and that's the one thing that they do. That's their niche. They're gonna stick to that and go to that wholeheartedly. Right. But when you have six different talents that you have you begin to think like, what if this one's gonna be better? What if I can get better in that one? What if I excel more in this one? What if I tried this one? What if I never tried this one because I was so invested in that one and didn't get to you know, deal with that one? So I'm always about like trying all realms of like your talents, but certain people don't get that because I, I don't wanna call them one dimensional, but I mean, they're focused on that one thing. Cause I have dancer friends who say that I've given up dance. And it's not that I've given up dance. I've been dancing my whole life. And so I want to know what it feels like to model. I want to know what it feels like to walk down the runway, which is another one of my dreams that I've had. I want to know what it feels like to do a huge ad campaign featured by me using dance. You know, those kind of things. It's funny how we can have those talents, like even speaking to you with dance and incorporating the fashion. Yeah, and And creative direction as well. Like you literally, I study your poses because I'm like okay let me see if I can reach my arm over this way and reach this other arm over that but how that dance and that yeah, photography it, and all of that kind of meshes into one body People awareness think about body that. coordination and I mean that's why a lot of dancers should be that's why I'm trying to get into the realm of using my artistry in dance in yeah. fashion because then you can become a movement coordinator where you're teaching models how to have posture how to use their body how to not just get by by being pretty and standing there looking cool but like creating shape with your arms your legs and your body so that the garment is like shown in a whole new historical way you know what i mean yes and you do that very well yeah i mean making friends and stuff here (laughs) in new york it's 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 a journey but i'll say this i've had the blessings of not having to really do that because when i moved here i was by myself for a little bit but i really did have friends my best friends that i've been best friends with since i was 11 years old all of them moved here in new york and i got to show them the journey of living in new york getting away from la living in a different different city going after a dream not having that idea of someone in LA, there's this thing where your parents tell you what you're supposed to do, or your friends tell you what you should do, or you, you want to do 
uh, you're not able to somewhat open your mind because it's like close-minded there right. in a way for me no, my journey um so i've always been told that i was a new yorker even when i was living in la people was like me too. yo you really do remind me of somebody from new york even when i went to college all my friends that were from new york was like you belong in new york you a hustler you move you're always moving you're always doing something you're always working on something different you're always trying something different and la is very chill it's very coasty it's very floating about you know I'm about my business. A little bit about my journey. When did you move here? It was about five years ago. From? From Cincinnati, Ohio. And I always had the dream, because much like you, I sing as well. Not as much as I would like to now. Me either. Um, But I was in a Cincinnati boy choir at that time. Mm. And then I got wind of the Harlem Boys Choir. Mm. Now, being in the Cincinnati Boy Choir, I was the only little chocolate chip in that whole picture. But then when I'm looking at the Harlem Boys Choir, I'm like, wait, there are other boys that like a whole have been like, classically right trained and can sing in different languages? Like, is this a thing? Um, so I would beg my mother, like, please, can I move to New York? And So it wasn't, you know that easy to pick up a whole family and move but it was always a dream in the back of my mind and then here comes my little brother who um started to really research new york and he could tell you this street he could tell you where this person was born that person and um so it was always kind of looming in the back of my mind and i had the opportunity when i was working for bear essentials this was a, around the time the economy started to get a little funny. Mm. Well, it's always funny, but it was a little funny. That's a that whole nother situation. A whole nother. Um, so I interviewed for a position at the Bear Essentials in Times Square. Mm. And lucky enough for me, the uh, employee, what do they call it? Like employee newsletter came out and I had like got employee of the month and so that was like a great thing to walk into in an interview. Like, okay, bitch, I see you out here in the motherfucking newspaper and things and carrying on. We're going to go ahead and have you. Yeah. The shade was. So a couple of weeks after that, that's when the economy started to get really kind of funny. Well, I won't say that, but it had been funny. But they started kind of resizing the company. And they're like, we're not going to necessarily fire people but there aren't going to be any raises and there aren't going to be any transfers. So, I was fine. This is right after you thought you were going to be transferred yes. and moving to New York. They so, you know you how that. you telling everybody, like, hey, I'm moving to New York. I'm about to be lit. And then it was nothing. Hashtag a gag. Uh, so, me... A-G-A-G. A-G-A-G. A gag. Hashtag. That's a new hashtag. Get into it. <laughs> I just made that up off this yeah, wine. So off the strength of this. What we drinking? Sweet bitch, Moscato Rose. Well, that hot. bitch is a yeah. Let me yeah. refresh my glass. You know what? Let me refresh my glass. I'm dead. <laughs> my glass. So anywho, so that happened and it didn't happen. So I was here, I was in the city, so I'm and at that time. I can't remember if my brother was living here. I think he was. I can't remember. The, so there was a point where your brother lived here in New York? Yes. 
Uh-oh. I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. My brother, you met. Yes, but yeah. I didn't know he moved. He was here like, long before I got here. Oh. He was staying in Red Hook. Um, so I would cover my first fashion It's in Brooklyn. Baby. It's like kind of... Eight years and a bitch still don't know Brooklyn, bitch. Red Hook. Girl, what's that? Teach you. Teach my friend. Is that over like where Oh my! See, she know Fort Greene, but I'm not Red Hook. Cause it's like neighboring downtown. Shout out to Red Hook. Red Hook is lit. Um, so I would come up for fashion weeks and shit like that and, and visit. Okay. And I had See, so you had the experience of being able to come here a couple of times before you moved. So I knew Bitch, I don't know what the fuck I was train. doing when I moved here, girl. For real. <laughs> I dead didn't know where I was going. I would just yeah, jump on the so train, funny. bitch, get off on a random stop and just walk around. No, I would be lost, best. bitch. I would be in 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 awe. Because every block was so different. All the buildings were so tall. Everything was so accessible. It was like all night. I'm used to shit closing at 2 o'clock. You know you're from a city where shit closed at 7 o'clock. The city shut down. It's done. The clubs close at 2. That's done. And you go home. Bitch, I got out here and they were telling me, bitch, the clubs open till 4 a.m.? Okay. Serving Now we have a situation. Because the bitch, I'm still drunk. It's 4 o'clock. And then I'm at the after hours at 6 a.m. to motherfucking Ooh. God knows when. Not sure. You get say, home, it's I almost 3 in the afternoon the next day. I said, oh shit, bitch. We in this motherfucker. I have to Not no more, down. though. I'm an old lady. No, I'm like somebody's grandfather at this point. Period. I got bad knees and hips. Hey. Now, why you got bad <laughs> knees and bad hips? Well, that you know, might be another podcast. No, bitch. Don't you try me, ho. All about this dance life. I'm old. My hips is bad. My knees are too. Shit. That bitch said, don't you try it. Not on this. Not upon me. Hot cast. What'd you say? Not pun? Not pun. I'm dead. But anyway, so I did that. And so I got up here and, you know, worked this gig, worked that gig. And I don't know if you know, but I actually was supposed to transfer one job that I had in Ohio and they had me working like basic entry level. I was in management at that job. Was this beauty or was this This is beauty. Okay, okay. Um and they had me at this little entry level job and I was like, Well, all right, I'm gonna work it. You know, it's a coin. It's they're paying me the exact same amount that I was making in Ohio and we know the cost of living is like completely different. But whatever. Um, so I tried to work a little host job, you know, hosting at this little restaurant. She, she can't do no restaurant because I've been snatched to drag this lady down. She the, girl, if you don't get. And it was funny because one of the guys was interviewing me and I was like, sir, you have a booger in your nose. <laughs> no, you didn't. I'm no. so mad. <laughs> you didn't know. Uh, bitch, you give me anxiety. That's some shit that have me anxiety <laughs> out, bitch. The whole time I ain't even heard what the fuck you said because you sitting there looking at that goddamn booger in your nose. Bitch. Wait, you told him for yes. real? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the real bitch award goes to my good girlfriend Jackie because bitch, I'm gonna be that bitch that won't say shit because I can't even fuck. I can, no, I, I can't do that. To. Sis, it was excuse me, you have like, a booger in your nose. My eyes are so what? Did, tell me what he said it. after that. I mean, I handed him some tissue. Yes! I had some tissue for me bag. I'm and not I doing it. Did he say thank you? He did, but he gave me <laughs> hell ever since that. 
So I ended up having oh, to quit. And I ended up having to go over there because I thought I was going to have to fuck them up because they was trying not to pay me. Oh, see, that's... Well, you know I ended up getting my coin, but... That's something that we won't ever not home. get is my coin. Because, you know, we'll move into sacks soon. But, bitch, ain't never been a time where I ain't never You're got my coin. You're going to give me my coin. So that happened. It was, what, it was what it was. And she was one of the children, so... And this was... What year was this? This was literally when I first got here. <clears throat> so the restaurant, we were on 125th and 7th. Oh, so you was in Hollow. Yeah. And the restaurant was right across the street. So I'm like, oh, I can do this. Work right across the street? Yeah, so that didn't work out. They let me go. I went to this other restaurant. Tis fine. Yeah. And I was like, this restaurant, like... And I went to that restaurant, and my brother ended up being inducted into his high school's Hall of Fame. So I just started the job. I probably was there for about a week. And my brother called me like, you know, I'm getting inducted. You know, I want you to come chill out, support, whatever. And you know, much like you, we're very family oriented. Period. Family's everything. So I'm like, shit, I'm there. Like, Immediate I'm not family. about to miss that. Yeah, so I got back. They let me go. They like, bitch. You so ain't you, taking no day. Bitch, you been here a week. But we them type of girls that it's like, it's paid. I don't care. Bitch, your job is a job. I'm moving care. on. Next. I'm that girl that can walk into a bitch, a whole new place with a whole new look. Yeah, I'm bitch. working tomorrow. I'll start tomorrow. Walked up into the Wayne Reed and started working in a little beauty section. Thank you. Hello. Let me touch you up, sis. Hey. Keisha. So Keisha. Keisha, let me do your brows. Keisha, do you love Period. Me? No, that's the remix. Forget Kiki. Kiki been canceled. It's Keisha. Anyway. I like Keisha. So I did that. Um, and that's how I ended up with the Chanel gig. And that went really well. And then from Chanel, I went to Tom Ford. Okay. And what mall? Was this what? The was this like a standalone store or? Chanel was at the Bloomingdale's on 59th Street. 59th Bloomingdale's. And that was an amazing experience. Amazing. You These are like I mean? legendary places, by the way. That's legendary. You're meeting celebrities. There's big time all people walking it, through. All like, it, all that's it. the beauty of New York. A I random mean, ass celebrity would just be on the street chilling, walking down the street like a regular ass person. And in New York, motherfuckers ain't like LA where niggas running up to you nah, with cameras and all that stuff. Nah, they will let you pass and probably won't say nothing. Or they will say something wave, like, what up? And, and that's moving. it. Yeah, yeah. I remember crossing the street and seeing, and I always mess up his name. It's not Morgan Freeman. What's the guy that was in The Color Purple? Is that Morgan Freeman? You think the about um, play Mister. What's that man? What's his name? Uh, Carlton. Come. Y'all know we ratchet, so just enjoy it. <laughs> I have several people at this household today. We not quite on the studio. It's still cold. I promise to give y'all a video podcast. When it warm up. But when I the spring know. actually is here and not... Uh, Sneaking up and running away. Right. That's what she's giving. She's like giving you. Baby it'll be 60 to my, today. Tomorrow it'll be 26. So it's like she ain't quite there yet. But we gonna get there though. Dead way. So. Moving right along. We'll get back to that. So I've seen him before. And it was such a pleasure. I had to. Honor. To. 
service Kim Kardashian's makeup artist. What's his name? Mario. Mario. And he was very He's kind, quiet. very gracious. You know, very quiet. He came in. This is that time for it? This Chanel? is still at Chanel. Okay, okay. Um, real cool, real cool, real cool. Did he like your work? Well, he was just coming in to get some stuff. Like, oh, I need okay, this, okay, I need okay, that. Okay. I was like, can I get you any samples? And he's like, no, I'm good. And I thought that was kind of like... Ooh. But he's a New Yorker as well. So he like, girl, I don't... I don't do that. I'm just getting my stuff. Let, let me go. That's With, the New York life. It's like, I'm on my way. Moving on. Move, 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 move. So that was cool. Then we get to sex. <sighs> <laughs> Immediate stress. Side. Immediate stress. Because, you know, I'll say this once. They played us like a fucking flute. Ugh. We sat up there and, and, I'm, and I just remember how happy we were when we got that gig. It was so huge. It was at like the new spot. The we right by the water. It's a whole new thing. It's a vibe. They got like the top designers. It's very new, fresh downtown. Be fab. And when we sat up there and them got them the uh, orientation, they sold us a story, a plane, a, a Bentley, bitch. A couple of buildings. And a Bill Cosby. <laughs> Period. It was weird. And then we got there and it was not what that was. was where's was like, the traffic? Where's the money? Day, where's the right? people? Where is anything? It would be days we'd sit there and I wouldn't make no money. Like it zero. Bitch, I made zero. And so I ain't never made zero in sales. And That's I crazy. had probably the best experience. With me and my friends. And we're with the true friends that I met there because yes. there were some really good people that we met there that yes. I still to this day I talk to on the regular Absolutely. and if we don't talk we think of each other by sending each other a funny ass video on yes. Instagram yes. or liking a picture and just saying what's up I miss you mm-hmm. and sometimes just running into each other walking around like, and being in the city and just like hey what's up let's go get a drink but if you are well I say if you are I don't know but y'all probably don't know but that's where I met Marcus at and I remember us taking that picture. I can't think of the one little guy. The Spanish boy. I got that picture and I was going to send that to you the other day because I found that. Man. And it's me, you, and a, a Spanish boy uh, who used to work uh, at Givenchy Makeup Stand. Right. I forgot right. his name, but he was fat. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. He was fat. Jeffrey fab. is dope. And he working for Tom Ford and Bloomingdale's actually. Oh, right? now he works for Tom Ford and Bloomingdale's. Because he was with them before and then... For a minute, I, when I left, he had been working in the Sephora... And the uh, he does the training for them. What was the um, the, o- Oculus. the Oculus? Oculus, yes, Where's that white Oculus? building. Yeah, that's where he was. But we did meet at Saks, and that was the most the best experience because it was a lot of people of color who were talented, and I didn't know that this many people of color worked at Dior and Gucci and Chanel, Louboutin, and all this stuff. And it was all of these fly ass African American people with designer on head to toe, if not designer, just like fashion just sense, fly. style, yeah. and an idea of being unique and the and true to our community yeah. and our culture. And so it was like we brought a whole nother heat to that place, because the heat which was kept brought. it alive. And I was mad because I felt like I was gooped because I was under the impression that we would be able to, you know, how much like y'all could wear what y'all wanted to wear as long as it was, you know, within this. And they didn't tell you that y'all had to wear suit jackets and all this stuff. And then out of nowhere, because y'all at the beauty counter, you can't have on a look and an apron. 
Because, bitch, I'm wearing a look in the apron. I was so irritated. They had y'all in a suit, bitch. And then it was the. Meanwhile, time. the ranch bitches got on layers and skirts and heels and yeah, right. hair done, makeup, ass. and bracelets. Now, check this out. Chains, necklaces, and all kinds of shit. Because you know a bitch gave up. Bitch, I'm a warrior today. Tomorrow, I'm a whole hood nigga. And then here I am with this Tom Ford blazer from China. <laughs> from where? China. Was, her, was she tailored? The gag. That part. No, wait. Hashtag a gag. A-G-A-G. A-G-A-G. Hashtag A-G-A-G. So that's another conversation. But I was so happy that I had that moment because it taught me a lot about myself. It taught me a lot about business. It taught me a lot in the art of friendships. Yeah, because we... All had some good times there. Yeah, we were each other's only thing that we had there because at points in time it was nothing to do but to have a conversation. Uh, so you can go upstairs or downstairs and have a conversation with a friend. Yes. And some of us was going through the same things that we were going through, and we would help each other get through it. Many cigarette breaks, man. Many, many cigarette breaks. And then breaks, even being able to sit by the water was like heaven. So the sun. Sometimes we didn't even go to work. Uh, no shade. We don't work there no more, but sometimes we wasn't I even still at work. go down there. We, we would clock out. Not even. We would clock in and never clock out, but be at all around the whole building the whole night. Absolutely. Bitch ain't so shit. And I said, well, I'm going outside to go sit in the sun, and bitch, we go, what, do what? Just, I'm on some chill, chill shit right now. Sit in the sun by the water, by the boats. Uh, I really wish it had worked out. But you know, of course, you, I know you know the story. Since then, they shut down the entire situation, being, meaning like there is no longer that even place even existing. It's they got rid of the sex that existing. was there. Which is pretty I feel like we kind of knew that was going to happen. No, but the way that it was set up when we first got there... The fashion, the people that was there, I thought we was finna fucking carry. They did not do the proper marketing for that spot. If they did, that place would have been booming. That would have been a new spot where all the celebrities would have came, all the people would have came. They should have had a huge event with PR, people bringing in the biggest celebrities from all over the fucking world. I don't know. They Vogue parties, all these things, <laughs> Chanel parties. Like, y'all, bruh, we got St. Laurent, the entire collection. We have Balenciaga, the entire collection. Vetmont. We have Fendi, the entire collection. Vetmont. No one had a whole entire rack of Vetmont, bitch, in their store. Hashtag, yeah. fuck y'all. That part. So, moving forward from that. So, I feel like we got a pretty healthy dose of our journey I feel like y'all got a pretty healthy journey or pretty healthy journey pretty healthy dose of both of our journeys Um, and needless to say that we are both flourishing in what we're doing now and we'll get more into that this is less about me and more about you um, because I want them to know more about you um, so we're going to kind of dive right into the Breaking Beauty segment. In uh, this particular segment, I want to highlight the lip bar. And the lip bar, not to be confused with the lit bar. Because there's the lip bar, L-I-P, and then there's the lit bar, L-I-T. Are both of those beauty? No, one is stands for the literature bar. Oh, so it's okay, like a okay, bookstore okay. kind of vibe. It's a really dope little spot that they're like working on in um, 
the Bronx. Um, but the lip bar, uh, was started some years ago. And I've met Melissa, I've met Rocco. Uh, actually, Melissa, who's the owner, is really good friends with my brother. Um, so they introduced me to her. And, um, mm-hmm. Real dude, real dope, real down to earth. Um, and I had a, I won't call it a most recent interaction. It was probably maybe a year or two ago. They were uh, at IMAX. Uh, and I'm at the International Makeup Artist Trade Show. So it's like a warehouse, just makeup. makeup you can get brushes, all kinds of shit. Like, makeup brushes, beauty, oh blenders, all that stuff. Uh, That's dope. But they had a booth there, so I had that chance to kind of, you know, connect We're going to have to go this year, sis. I love stuff like that. Hey, it'd be lit. And I've worked it a couple of years. Maybe not in these last, maybe two, but... It's a really dope little vibe. Really dope little vibe. Um, but they just, and like I was telling you earlier, they were on the, um, what do you call that? Shark Tank. Yes. And they said they look like, and I might be misquoting, but they said they look like roaches with lipstick on. And I'm like, oh. Wait, that was what people from the Shark Tank said to them? Yeah. With That's one guy shit. in particular. That was That's rude. That's that shit. That's that shit. Yes, clearly, they be saying shit, and it's what it is is unintentional racism, and sure. they don't mean no harm by what they're saying, but it's racist. Or it's do stupid, they? And they and think they're trying to or get away are with you, it. Or because you are you a, like a white person with a lot of money, it's cool. You can say what you want. Right. It's very layery, <laughs> but we'll get there. It's so, I wish a bitch would tell me that I look like a fucking roach with some lipstick <laughs> on in the middle of my fucking presentation on fucking Shark Tank. Have y'all fucked up today? Bitch, I'm losing I would carry it. on them. Cause no, cause then that's what the, the fuck? Cause then, no, cause then that's, that's I'm really thinking about that. That's, that's, like, that's bugging me the like, fuck so, out. That's the, that's the reaction they want though. They want you to be like, okay, how black do I want to get today? You know, and they want you to be the ghetto girl and this and that and the third because that's what we are, the ghetto people and ghetto this. But as we speak right now, ghetto is the new it. If you hood, you fly. I won't say where I work right now, but where I work right now, there's a lot of culture change in the sense of our culture, black culture, African-American culture, hip-hop culture has really rained down on the girl. That's not a Kylie's real look. Does she look like a roach one again? Or are they saying? gonna say that? Like, what the fuck are you saying? Like she's tan right now, looking. First of all, when the fuck have y'all seen a roach back. with lips? Like the, you, you idiot! Like what the fuck? It was gross. This <laughs> when the fuck have you seen a roach with lips? I hope fucking hey. wait. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Hey. Nigga, what? what? I wish a bitch would say some shit like that. Hey, too. That's dude. fucking hey, nutty. Hey, but they right. held their composure. Okay. They, they didn't carry? No. This shit would have been over. You know what? I brought my shit here to come and show y'all this shit. The first thing you're going to say is fucking my. I look like a roach with lipstick on. You done fucked my whole shit up now. No. Now I got to figure it. I'll be back. I'm storming Let off. Me get bitch, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? I need a moment. Y'all niggas is tripping. And that's I need an apology. So and y'all should say that on camera because that's crazy. That is crazy. But you know what they did? But they always do that shit to us. You That's know what the they team. did since then? They opened up because they were pitching a mobile lit bar. So, you know, a little uh, van, kind of like the dollar van inside. Did, did they, when they were on Shark Tank, did they like their idea or did they just shit on the No, they didn't like any of it. 
And since then, they've blown the fuck up. Oh, completely. Uh, so they got the mobile lit bar, and then they're opening... It might be opening or already opening a flagship store in Detroit, which is where Melissa, the owner, is from. So they're doing their thing. That's it. So we want to shout them out. That's shout black excellence right black there. Excellence. All black lit situation. Yes. That's bomb as hell. That's bomb. Because they're appropriating our whole shit and they're making money off it. And now they're talking about she a billionaire. Yes, because we have these people who overline their lips. Uh, wait, you're talking about Kylie. Like, uh, we don't get into Kylie. No. It's not even about Kylie. It's, it's about, about having it's full lips. Her. Full lips came from the black woman. It's not full about lips, her. Which used to be a key key to the white community. People used to talk about a big butt. Big hips, big tits, it's, it's, and it's body girls, like, look at natural up. body girls will laugh at you, you know, and talk shit no, about I you, make memes and dumb shit about you. Now the girls are getting pumped, getting butts, boobs, lips, nose jobs. They want cheekbones and definition in their face and all the natural shit know. that we already have. Already, so shout out to the beauty to company keeping our natural beauty alive. That's right, that's right. And I love how they have like imagery that represents us you know what i mean so it's a girl that is your complexion that's my complexion it's, and i just like i love that period that actually looks like it. i love it what a night very very it's crazy i think we're getting there (laughs) we are definitely getting there we're moving right on to a teaspoon of pop culture we We got a few girls on the list today what miss t.s managed to say a couple of girls on the docket bitch and she slams the mallet so who are we gonna start with Let's start with mother of all mothers, the legendary mother, the overall mother of motherfucking messy TV. Our good girlfriend, Wendy. Alright, so I can't. Like, I feel like I This gotta... really gets me emotional because you know what? I saw that yesterday and I really was about to start crying because no, it's I like, felt what the f- It slapped my ass at Sarkeesha because I didn't know where the fuck that came Wait, from. Wait, it slapped you what? Like Sarkeesha. Not Sarkeesha. Sarkeesha, no. I'm gonna fight you. But yeah, it really struck me. I don't know, it hit me deep. Because that's, like, a person that you really fuck with, you know? Wendy is that black girl on television that's making shit happen and doing her fucking thing for our community. Whether you like what she say or not, whether it's messy or not, whether it's fucked up or whatever, I had no clue that she was relapsed and this and that and a third. Because I heard that she had some other disease. um, The same... What's the disease that... um, Graves disease. Graves disease. That's what Missy Elliott has that as well, right? Correct. Okay, so I thought that that's what it was when she did the whole collapsing thing. But now you're reading playing shit, and I'm like, girl. But I don't, you know, I'm allegedly. Everything's allegedly. But my homegirl, she told me this is um, the said conversation is that Wendy, you know, of course, we know the pass out episode, which, you know, certain stuff. I like Wendy to some degree, and I don't. But there are certain things that I don't make fun of, and I don't make light of. Yeah. 
Um, and somebody passing out is not one of them. That's not because that's happened to me before. Yeah, but I have never had that happen to me. But I that's nothing really. No, it happened before. It, 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 we'll it, that's get into nothing that really like. I don't even know how the fuck you got there, but we'll get into that. <laughs> but that's I'll nothing to really her. play with. I, that was serious, you know. I was scared for her. <clears throat> so she deals with the Graves disease and the thyroid, uh, which I've heard Oprah talk about a lot about thyroid disease. And a lot of women of color deal with oh, that situation. For sure, for sure, for, for sure. sure. And I don't know enough about it to really speak on it. Me um, but I know a, a couple of people happens. that have them. And one of my good friends just got surgery like last week for hers. It's crazy. So, Wendy, That's what I thought it was, which is what brings it back to Wendy. I thought yeah. it was, you know, that kind of situation happened. But we, it could have been that. I don't know, because we don't even know if she even really announced what drugs she was on or what well, she relapsed on. An article really that I read earlier, now this is all said. This is allegedly. Yes. That she was on uh, painkillers and alcohol. Because you know, she, she had got injured for her shoulder. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So the painkillers I could see, and then she's like, let me take a shot. Or let me have a margarita or whatever she drinks. You mix that with the pills. Or a glass of wine. Ready to go. And bitch, you wet. Mm. And that's why she was on air. But you know what? I don't want to really get too far into this, but I'm going to say this. She also had to deal with publicly being embarrassed by whatever situation her husband was putting her through as well, which could stress you the fuck out and And probably make you do some shit that you ain't supposed to be doing. That her husband, because she, she was at the sober house in Florida. Um, so since being back in New York, I'm sure she has like a location here. Um, but um, being down in Florida, her husband was coming to check on her and coming down there. But he was also bringing the mistress, allegedly. Now, there was a picture online of a selfie with the mistress and Kevin. Um, now it's to be said. looking like a little trio life now? They said he looked like a Thanksgiving turkey. What you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Because they sitting on the beach, he got his shirt off. He looking like a turkey? He looked like a turkey. A raw turkey? With sunglasses on. So he got big? He always kind of been big. He been a husky boy, but like... And, you know, Wendy is guy. over here like, girl, you playing, and I'm getting snatched. I'm on an all-plant diet, bitch. I got this waist snatched. These titties are still big. And they bitch, are like you could never. Watermelons, bitch. Yes, that's oh, the picture bitch. right there. Let me see him. Now, it's been oh, said that that's an old shit. picture. We don't know if it's recent. You know, I don't know. Why this bitch over here taking pictures and shit? You know who this man is. Bitch, it's you can like sit here and take this picture. Ain't got no shame I'm beating you point. up. That's crazy. They don't have no shame. And I kind of feel for her son. Like You know, that stresses me out. Ew. It's stressful. But I want to play a little bit of this clip for you guys, in case you haven't heard it, uh, of Wendy Williams' struggle with sobriety. All right, let's cue it up here. For some time now, and even today and beyond, I have been living in... A sober house. An emotional Wendy Williams opening up on her talk show Tuesday, saying she's been attending several support meetings every day. They don't know I'm Wendy. They don't care I'm Wendy. There's no autographs. There's no nothing. It's the brothers and sisters caught up in the struggle. And it's been 
It's been really interesting. Um, this ride. The longtime host revealing only her husband and her son knew. Not my parents. Nobody. Nobody knew. Because <clears throat> I look so glamorous out here. Sharing details oh about God. her sober living home. This photo taken outside of it just yesterday. <laughs> I am driven by my 24-hour sober coach back to a home that I live in here in the South. I mean, in the Tri-State with um, a bunch of smelly boys who've become my family. Lights out by 10 p.m. So I go to my room and I stare at the ceiling and I fall asleep to wake up to come back here to see you. So that is my truth. Williams has been open in the past about abusing cocaine, saying she was able to stop without formal treatment. She didn't clarify what brought her to the sober home now. Either you're calling me crazy or the bravest woman you know. I don't care. Her candid talk applauded by many. Aerosmith singer Steven Tyler tweeting, You know what's brave? Admitting your failure. Admitting your triumphs without a care for judgment. Thank you. So that was pretty honest of her. And eventually she had to come clean. And I have friends that deal with addiction. So I'm, I'm still gagging. I'm really still dead. I'm going to be up to I'm going to be up to I'm going 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 to Mental it's illness, real. addiction, all that it stuff is a real, real situation and it should be addressed. And because you're a celebrity doesn't mean you're too good to say that you're human and shit is fucked up and you need to get your life and you need to start over and figure out how you can be better and do better. Celebrities doesn't mean you're like not human. You know what I mean? You're Some people are dehumanized though as celebrities and with money and all this stuff and they feel like they're above and beyond. Whatever. I'm glad that she was able to exactly. you tell, know, her truth, like, tell her truth. Tell her truth. Because you telling everybody have somebody truth. relate to her because there's someone going through some shit like that right now. And I Absolutely. know that multiple people that have dealt with addiction and struggling with getting out and just got out and trying to figure out how to be better. And so, shit. I'm yeah. proud of her. Shout out Shout to Wendy. We sending you love and light on your journey. How you doing, yes, Wendy? Because she gives me life. I love her. That's and I like this, that bob when she first came. With that back, black that little silk top and that little pleated skirt with that bob, she came out like bitch. Yes. Hi, girls. And I've read Wendy. And she gave you I'm back. Me, <laughs> bitch, like a. She should be on American Horror Story, bitch. You stupid. And I have read her in previous episodes. But sometimes she needs to be read because sometimes she goes above the boundary that she should be on. Sometimes it's too much. But you know that aunt that's like crazy. But you love that auntie though, you know? Auntie Wendy, we love you. Period. I love her. But it's some stuff that I'm like, okay, you take it too far. Like, sis, you got to really pull her in and bring her down. Just a tid. You heard that? You're so misinformed right now. Or when she make those crazy allegations and it's just like way far the fuck off and it's like way in Jupiter somewhere and you're like, like wait, girl, how do we get here? Like, she like, it's like a whole story in her head. Like, she 
You made up that whole thing. So you made up this whole thing, sis. There's people that probably believe this shit too. So I'm like, you gotta watch what you said. Alright, Wendy, we love you, sis. This is what I think happened. Nah, motherfuckers got some E and J in their cup. She be drinking out of she ain't fooling me. She ain't fooling me either. She got some Hennessy and some hot tea. You know how you put that hot Hennessy in your tea? Baby. In the morning with some honey and some lemon? That bitch said, I'm having me a drink this morning, and don't you say anything to me. I am Wendy Williams. And that's why never. she was sitting down for so long on that show. Cheers to Wendy Williams. We got our Cheers. wine glasses. Hello? I feel like we was about to break them. Oh, no. That mean, they, they ain't that expensive, but shit. They, they, I guess they'll they do. They do the job. They do the job. However, let's move on. Much for waiting for us. Oh, wait, we don't to show Wendy. Wendy, Wendy's looking at us right now. Right. I'm sorry, Auntie. <laughs> All right, you guys, we are back for part two. ¿Cómo se dice part two en español? Girl, you asking the wrong girl. <laughs> she said, I said, she said, Luce, do say, bitch. Hey, bad boy. That's what it means. A teaspoon of pop culture phase two. All right. So we back, we back, we back. Like, could crack. Who we got next on the venue? Uh, we got Mr. Daniel Caesar. Now, Daniel oh, Caesar, shit. I literally have not heard of until today. I don't know who the fuck this is, to be honest. Ay, yo mio. So, Daniel... Apparently, it seems like he's a Grammy Award-winning uh, vocalist. Are you familiar with him? Exactly. I don't know who that is. So he's definitely not a household name, but he made a cover. And if he comment. is, he's still the I don't know you. Therefore, Mariah Carey. How you doing? So he made some questionable statements earlier. We'll play the clip so you can make your own judgments. Yeah. All right. I already made mine. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let me turn y'all around so y'all can hear. Why are we being so mean to Jules? <laughs> Why are we being so mean to white people right now? That's a serious question. Can you pass me Why is it that we're allowed to be disrespectful and rude to everybody else? And when anybody returns any type of energy to us, that's not that's not a quality. I don't want to be treated like I can't take a joke. I just went through that that the fucking Chappelle shit and I had to like in the moment acknowledge that I was being fucking sensitive so You know what I'm saying and that I need to be able to take a joke just like everybody else That's what it is people are allowed to say what the fuck they want And it's I'm allowed to feel how I want but it's like am I gonna fight them or am I gonna accept what they have to say and keep it fucking moving Why are like this doesn't this is I only treat people that I don't respect and don't think that they can take a joke. I think that they're less than me. Those are the only people that I that I don't fucking say my honest opinion around. Mm. And that's disrespect. White people have, I see what you're saying. White people haven't mean to us in the past. I have a, like, what are you going to do about that? Tell me what you're going to do about that. There's no, there's no answer other than creating understanding and keeping it moving. That's some biblical shit. Yo, bridging the gap, man. You have to bridge the gap. I'm sorry, yo, I'm drunk soul. as fuck right now, okay? But I don't, I don't <laughs> care. That's not helping. I've seen it. Yo, I, I, as, as we are an independent company, Golden Child is an independent company. As an independent company, I, me and, and my dogs right here, we have the opportunity to empl- employ black people. 
We have, we put so much money in black people's pockets, but also we put money in white people's pockets. That's just what it is. Yeah, yeah, you guys are talking about. Yo, you know I'm saying you have a pure soul because your goal is love. All, all I want, all I, all I want is love. I'm gonna keep it honest. Okay. Miss Daniel Girl. There was so many things going on just now. So, first of all, never make a live video and you're drunk. And Secondly, I'm and you're drunk. Don't talk about why we being mean to white people. As if we have not been marginalized for so long. Because of them. And not only them. So many other cultures. But what are you talking about? Like, that's when you ask him, what the fuck are you talking about, bruh? And nobody at that table what do questioned you mean? him. Nobody? They was on his dick. What are you talking about? That's when you ask, really, what the fuck are you talking about, bruh? Like, you chilling. You, you're tripping. It you tripping, bruh. Why are we being mean to white people? <laughs> Listen, at the end of the day... I, we deal with these motherfuckers on a regular day basis. No shade. And I'm treated mean by my different culture every day yeah. in my workforce. And it's because I'm black. And, uh, yeah. I'm I guess so. a black gifted gay man. And to even get you on can't that take. topic to have that where a motherfucker gets so caught up and so nervous, they and again we go back to the lip injections and the booty injections and the this and the that. It's like they have tried to oppress us for so long while appreciating us on the low, exactly. which is weird exactly. because there's no music genres right now that are like humongo. No. Other than the hip hop culture, and I got the it's K-pop. overflowing on every network, every angle. It's rock music. it's on we, every we outlet. Girl, no, you'll go to the concerts and you'll see them white people in the back in a in the building. They know the word for word tease. Where I work, people come in, they know word for word. We play trap music, and they come in there, and they be lit. And it's people who don't even speak English. It's somebody from, literally, like, from France coming in here singing some, like, J. Cole or some Kendrick Lamar or whatever. You know what I mean? I totally believe it. But the internet has drugged Miss Daniel Caesar and... Speaking of Caesar, she needs to get a dark Caesar because that haircut is. Or is she over here looking like a Caesar salad? (laughs) (laughs) Take your pick. Girl with a crouton on top of her head. Bitch, it looked like a bag of croutons. Blonde, too. Girl, let the tumbleweeds flow, Jesus. I just can't even deal. All right, y'all. So now we're going to get into Miss Jess not so hilarious. I think she's still funny. No shade. You think so? She's funny as hell. I mean, she Shout has. Shout out to Jess Hilarious. A quality. People make hiccups and mishaps. It's, it's okay. True. It's I'm okay true. with it. It's true. As it's long true. as you say you're sorry, 
that's how you start over. It's like, because I'm a celebrity doesn't mean that I'm now not a human person that can make a mistake right, and be forgiven right, right, for right, a right. mistake. And that's what people have to realize. And, and I'm going to just be honest. Our like president of the United it. States says all kinds of wacky, oh, wicky, sh- crazy shit. And they say, y'all hold him accountable first. We ain't even going to even really have to dig in or talk about motherfucking just hilarious. Period. I feel like, why did you have to bring up Donald Duck? Why? Like, why do we even have to do that? And you trying to get my pressure up. I'm just saying, we have a president of the United States that diminishes all kinds of different cultures and people, and uh, that, so and that's fine. Era forgiveness, and like, there's people who like, get on the on the online on the internet or even on a live interview and try to defend the dumb shit. I can't. No, and those are the true dummies. I really cannot. I wish I had to put him on this teaspoon of pop culture. Um, but let's listen to what Miss Jess Hilarious has to say after her um, Islamophobe, if you will. Sometimes people make a joke into the wrong joke, and I get it. Because we've done it, I'm sure, but it hasn't been put online. It can, and it could be a moment where you was smacked. You smoked right, you a right, blunt, right, and right, then you right. just like, you know what, I'm, this probably could be funny. But at the time... It was just a tragedy that just happened. And I don't know how she wasn't aware of that, but she said she wasn't aware of that. But I can't say that she was or was not aware of it. But if she said she wasn't, then... Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. I've recently unfollowed her on Instagram. Simply because she's made several problematic um, posts and or conversations within her comments. Now, I'm not that person that's about to blast you in your comments and do all of that crazy stuff, writing paragraphs and iOS press releases. I'll just unfollow you and keep it moving. Because nine times out of ten, my conversation won't be seen, and if it is... So she's rubbed you the wrong way a couple of times. Oh, a couple of times. She's made some transphobic comments before. She's made some homophobic comments before. Uh, and now here we are with the Islamophobe. So it's like, girl, I get it. We so are right not now to learn. Canceled on your on your watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I won't say super canceled, but I would rather. I, mean, I don't even you. know if I follow her, but it would be on my feed, and I I like I enjoy her. Yeah, I enjoy yeah. her good keys. But like I said, you know, I'm not that person where I'm about to go in. You know how some people take too much time out of their day and it's like, y'all... It's too much. Save it. Save that for your paper for school or something because I'm not about to be writing all of that shit. That's too much. Okay, so let's play the clip so we can see what she's saying. This is her apology. Let's see if it's genuine. So it says, Just Hilarious official statement regarding Sikh and Muslim community. Please don't believe everything you see and hear. This is what it really is. Hey, y'all, what's going on? Um, I know the situation that I'm in now. Um, it's had my head fucked up, as it should. Um, so I've been choked up about it. It's really been bothering me that there's being a picture painted of me like I'm a xenophobe or, you know, I'm racist and, you know, prejudiced or, you know. So I wrote a statement. Um, and I, I wrote this myself, sorry, I didn't go hire a publicist to get me through this or, you know, write it for me, but I feel like nobody can say 
what I want to say like me. I don't need nobody talking for me. So here it goes. So naturally, in my previous post, I was defensive. But that happens when you don't take the time to really know what's transpiring. And understanding the error of my actions, I have to first acknowledge the rooted issues, which means racially profiling a group of individuals based on their appearance. And on top of that, publicizing it on a platform where others could be hurt by it and others were hurt from it. The feeling of anger and hurt about the situation is very familiar to me, especially being a black woman. So I should definitely empathize more with being racially profiled. On top of that, the climate that this country is in, that it that didn't do nothing but add fuel to a wild, a wildfire that we still fighting to contain. I'm sure if these, I'm not sure if these particular individuals that were on the plane are aware of my actions by now, but either way, I would love to apologize personally to them first, you know, for my insensitive and ignorant behavior. Yet, I still would like to apologize to all of you who were aware and offended by my actions. Sadly, I had no knowledge of the tragedy in New Zealand until after my video, which doesn't in any way excuse my behavior. I already know that. Nothing excuses it. But it opened up my eyes to a matter of ignorance as a habit that usually invokes hate. I refuse to teach, spread, or be an advocate for hatred. I just want to make people laugh you know, bear with me, I'm still learning. And when I say, you know, I'm still learning, I was unaware of Sikhs as well. Um, a lot of them reached out to me, educating me on who they are and, you know, what they stand for and, you know, how they help the world in different ways. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I am ignorant to a lot of shit. Honestly, I'm young. I'm growing in this shit. And I, I, I don't understand the power that I have, you know, so I'm just, I'm learning in it and I'm growing in it. At the same time, I didn't get anybody kicked off of a plane. I didn't say anything to anybody. I didn't get nobody. I didn't get nobody kicked off of a plane for real. So y'all can, y'all can stop saying that. You know, I know what the blogs look like. I know what. I just, I know how it looks, but I didn't do that. I didn't do that. So um, I'm donating $15,000 to those families in New Zealand. Um, and I will later post the links just in case you guys want to donate as well. Um, but I am sorry. I'm sorry to the Sikhs. I'm sorry to the Muslims. I'm sorry to that person on the plane. Because one thing I've never been is a person who bashes religion, a person that bashes other races, you know, amongst anything, period. So I am sorry. I apologize wholeheartedly. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, she only apologizing because she got called out. No, nah, I'm apologizing because it's a whole community of people out there that I've offended and I didn't know of. I didn't know them, you know. So I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm, I was unaware. Thank you for those who reached out to teach me. And I will do better. Right, so we heard Miss Jess Hilarious mm -hmm. speak on that situation. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I believe in making a misstep and, yeah, and, her and having a hiccup. She probably, you know, she on the road most of the time. Some people are just like, I don't want to be on social media. I don't want to do anything. And most of the different people like her have people that post everything for her. She just does the video, whatever, for the day. And then somebody else puts the caption and posts it and blah, blah, blah. So she probably don't sit on her phone and be on Instagram scrolling around and all that kind of shit. I don't want to, because she be in a shade room heavy, though. Oh, see, see, but... She and they had that in the shade one. room. Well, we gonna take it for what it is and say like, okay. Right, if we can't give forgiveness to people, then how can we move forward? How can we be better? She's acknowledging that she was wrong and she overstepped her boundaries and didn't mean harm. Mm-hmm. And it's actually affected by what it means to be another race because she's a black woman that so goes through that same judgment every day. So I know she feels it and knows. So I mean, I believe it and I receive it, and I know she's a, she's apologetic for sure. Get into it. Get into it. All right, Miss Just Hilarious Girl. I unfollowed you, girl. I didn't necessarily cancel. I you. never followed her, but I will say that I, you know she is a great, great, funny lady. Yeah, and I'm Just with the mess really gets My me going. I'm sorry. Just with the mess. That's what's on that me. That should have me. That wipes me out. So I hope she can get better and, you know, the fact that this seemed like a genuine apology. I don't know about the sniffling and all that sh- no, shit. No, she was crying and carrying on. But then today she was, like, twerking and giving everybody the middle finger. So we'll get back to that. That might be next week. Um, Next on the docket, a teaspoon of pop culture is Miss Normani. And I just want to give Miss Normani, if you don't know who Miss Normani is, she was a piece of, what was that group? Fifth Harmony. Fifth, fifth, why was I about to call them Fifth Element? Fifth, fifth I was Element. About to make- I'll, I'll <laughs> run out of this fucking room right now. Fifth Element? That's over. Uh, one of my fans. No, I was literally about to call her out of her name. But I just need you all to go check out Miss Normani. Um... What is her Twitter name? I'm gonna have to look it up. Um, but Miss Normani is giving me like the next wave in dance, like trained dance. And music. I didn't know she was that lit until I saw her on um, Dancing with the Stars. No, she's and I was like, okay, lit. she's trained, she's a trained dancer, yeah. She's- so she gives you all kind of different ballet, salsa, merengue, contemporary hip hop. Like she's doing her own videos online. So she's she's really I love her doing her thing. Definitely stepping away from Fifth Harmony and creating her own name, her own name for herself. She has been one of the more successful girls out of that group. And as a chocolate girl, you know it gets a little hard out here in these streets. She's turning it. Yeah, she's letting them know, like, hey, Beyonce, can you teach me a few of your moves? Because I saw a couple of those moves, Beyonce-esque. Yeah, moves. she's inspired, and so she's doing the work, getting in the studio. Yeah, yeah. Learning choreography, studying in this endlessly. Those things get you to the point where you need to get, you know what I mean? That's what Michael Jackson did. Show. That's what Janet Jackson did. That's what, J- you know, J-Lo, all the girls... 
They're in the studio studying their craft and making sure that they're on point. Not being lazy and arrogant and being like, it's going to be fine. Because I even saw a little bit of Janet, like, pleasure principle in her shit. <clears throat> so we want we just want to shout out Miss Normani on her black excellence shit. We love you, girl. Shout out, shout out. So let's talk about Miss Nicki Minaj, and some people call her. I don't Nicholas really like Minaj. getting into the Nicki teas. However, why not? I'll. I'll try so to indulge. Like you know, I don't really like to say my my piece on Nicki Minaj. That's like my private talk with my good girlfriends and things. When you get into Nicki, the barbs, all that stuff, it's too much. Girl, fuck the barbs. They ain't never scared Ooh. me a day in my life. Ooh. And they ain't nothing but a bunch of 12-year-olds typing on their computer. Because if it was some grown folks, her concert would have been sold out. You know, I'm not gonna you know, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. Shout out to Nikki. Yeah, I mean, I'm just Shout saying. out to Nikki. But allegedly she Shout is out for... to Nikki. And <laughs> <laughs> her alleged situation. Perfect. Allegedly that they... Would you like some vino? Oh. She's fancy. She is fancy. She has a martini. She has her her uh, Elizabethan top on right now, <laughs> and bitch, you couldn't tell this queen nothing. I'm done. Who around the world? Captain. Yes. However, let's get back to Nikki. Nikki, 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 no, However, it ended with the girl shouting, Cardi. Cardi. Cardi B. That's Cardi fucked up, B. though. Like, y'all Nikki fans, don't do her like that. That's y'all mother. No, that was weird. That was super weird. That was don't do that. Don't do that to her. And I felt like they did that in spite. I but I will say like this that. this is a whole nother situation, and I'm going to speak on Nicki Minaj. Right. I feel like it's lazy, lazy daisy talk. You got to get okay. in the studio, you got to be at rehearsal sometime. You can't have excuses. You got to do what you got to do. You have people to entertain. You have people that have paid for your concert. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure. It's not like you singing. You and it's not it. like you lost your voice. So you got to get out here and do what you got to do. And I'm going to leave it at that. Because I could go deeply into how I feel about Nicki Minaj. But then I don't know. That's too deep, actually. But she needs it. to get in the studio. She needs to be dancing. She needs to be with the choreographer. She needs to not act like she knows everything. She needs to let go of her arrogance. She needs to chill out and learn, grow, develop. Because then that's how you get to the next spot. That's how you get to the best place. And there ain't nothing better than a rapper that can do some choreography and hit the steps with a body like that, with a face like that, and it can conquer the whole scene. Because she has it all. You know what I mean? She cannot hit the steps, but... I'm not gonna go too far into that, um, but I feel like hone your craft instead of being talented and being gifted, and and I feel like some people get caught in the whole hoo ha of what's going on. But Who's at her level, like at I feel like she should have, have all of that shit to together. Like, there's be... no shade though. Like I am a Cardi B fan. I love Cardi B, but I'm not just saying this to say it. But she's working. She's Literally in the studio. She's learning the She's in rehearsal. 
she's having 12-hour days where she's not sleeping and rehearsing and honing her craft and trying to learn the best. And she might not write her own music, but she's learning how to entertain, how to develop herself, mm-hmm. how to be an artist, how to grow her brand. And, and that's all stuff yeah. that every artist has to learn. Yeah. And I feel like some people just feel like, oh, I'm, I'm the shit. No. Because there's were. always somebody like, else coming in. my girl. And I, I live for her. Like, when shit starting to sound the same, when it's starting to sound repetitive, when you're being catty to people, when I've heard from multiple different people that you're really hard to work with. And that's when it becomes, like, an issue of, like, okay, so what's happening? you got to take a note and say, like, i got to get my shit together and treat people better. Because yeah. we're all human. Yeah. I feel like that's what money, that's great, too. But know where you were before and yeah. what you didn't have. Because that shit can be gone at any time. At any time. Just hone your craft. You can never, I don't never think there's a peak. You know what I mean? I never feel like there's a, it really a peak in your career. You can always be better. You yeah, can always yeah, over, yeah, 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 overcome yeah. the next hump. You can always be better. You can always be working harder. You can always, there's always development and growth. So we gonna pray for Nikki, and I hope she really gets her man right. She reminds me of a Sagitt- Sagittarius girlfriend that I have, and they are something different. They are something different, um, and humility doesn't really reside in their soul. But that also was another conversation. So Nikki Minaj. Get it together, girl. We're all human. We go through stuff. Not even I just show up to your concert, perform, do what you're. That's it. Getting paid to do. That's it. You know, entertain. It's your time. There's well, people who dream of being on the stage. There's people that dream of being able to entertain as many people that you get to entertain. So, really, don't take that shit for granted. Get out here and perform for the girls. Cause they don't pay top dollar. I wonder what the Nicki Minaj tickets go for. I don't know. I mean, you know, VIP and all that shit, you know what I mean? Is it as much as a Beyonce ticket, you think? I'm sure. And with that, you know, you can get friends and family discounts and that third, if you know people that's in this shit or whatever. But I'm, I'll be down if I pay for a concert and I'm waiting, waiting, and I pay my coin and they tell me that this shit is canceled. And you don't have no vocal cords ripped, you don't have to get no vocal surgery. You ain't singing, you a rapper. What's this thing? I'm performing. I don't give a fuck if you gotta just hook up an amp and my speaker. Like, one speaker. They gonna get something. At least come out and do something. Yeah, I'm playing with the dog right now. Don't make me no mad. Alright, our last and final, final, final subject of Teaspoon Pop Culture is... Drum roll. Adrian Bronner and Andrew Caldwell. Okay, so what's the scoop? Because I don't really know the scoop. Anymore. So it's funny enough, Adrian Bronner is from my hometown. So he's a boxer. And he actually just lost his last fight. I want to say it was against Pacquiao. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that's who it was. But he talk a lot. Everything is on God and them. So it's on God and them. So who is God? Who is them? N E M. Is it the disciples? Like, who is them? So, I want y'all to hear this little clip of Adrian Bronner and his super 
homophobic conversation with TMZ. Let me pull it up. And I'm not actually in the midst. I need to pull up Andrew Caldwell's response. Is that, is that the um, I ain't get no more? Yeah, I'm the lead. What I'm not gonna do <laughs> is that because the she whole, said I, I, I read that we were doing Andrew Caldwell, but I did not even register that that was him. I'm not yes. gay no more. And she is a key. a whole key and a half. When that bitch talking about being the first le- sitting next to the first lady in the church. Well, now she mad because motherfuckers calling her first lady. But that's how you introduce yourself. Like, no, but you also said you were sitting next to the first lady right. and the pastor, and you knew that you was with him and all this stuff, girl. No, she's mad annoying. Like, oh, okay, okay, y'all. Listen to this. Listen to this. It's school, Johnny. Let me see. Hold on. Hey, look, this is a PSA. Because I don't know what type funny shit boy on, but look. If any fag punk ass nigga come run up on me, touch trying to touch me on, on on all that gay shit, I'm letting you know right now. If I ain't got my gun on me, I'm knocking you the fuck out. If I got my gun on me, I'm shooting your fucking face. And that's on God now. I'm, I'm not playing with none of these niggas. All on that gay shit. Wait, what? Well, first of all, where are you at? Where are you at? Kmart? No, was he at a Walgreens? Is the question. I'm gonna run up on you with a book because I want you to read out loud because I feel like you might be a little tough. <laughs> Get your life together. My thing is, what is he talking about? What gay people is he talking about? Who's so worried he was about talking him? about Andrew Codwell in the fantasy video. Oh god. So he was going back and forth to Andrew Codwell. I responded back. Yes, I am that guy. First of all, everybody is saying post the receipts. I will post the receipts when I get ready. I don't need to lie about sleeping or trying to talk to another band. If I want to talk to 50 Cent or LeBron James, Dwayne Wayne, if I want to talk to anybody, I would do that. But I don't want to. I don't want to sleep with a man. I do not want a man. So let me get that straight. He's trying to make it look like, because, you know, he's in the blogs. He's liking this. He posted the videos. Y'all think, oh, he's just trying to pick trick his character. Man, shut up. Shut the hell up. Because what you're doing, you're trying to make me look bad and yourself look bad. You was in my inbox. As I say again, he want me to eat his booty out. And I said, no. As you know, I'm blocked. All these messages for four that. months, and y'all talking about we'll post the receipts, we will believe you. What do I need to post the receipts for? I'm going to tell you what I need to post. I mean, he blocked me. I blocked him. I have nothing towards that man. He need to cut it out. Tomorrow. I, wish some, I wish somebody would walk up to me and touch me. Man, who said they was going to walk up to you and touch you? I ain't saying, but I, ain't, I know nobody ain't DMing you. And I know nobody ain't calling you. Nobody ain't stunning you. You want TMZ. You want a TV deal. You want a boxing next flex deal. Yeah, definitely gives me anxiety. There's a lot of holes in her story, Andrew's story. So what's this whole story? Is Andrew saying that he was trying to talk to, um... So what I gathered is 
Andrew inboxed him. This was during the most recent fight that Bronner had. Andrew inboxed him and was like, you know, what's up? You know, great fight, whatever, whatever. So then Bronner was supposed to have responded back like, or or you missed the delivery. So then they had that kind of conversation back and forth. But then nobody's posting no receipts. Nobody's giving me screenshots. So I feel like it's... But then it's been a couple of... I don't homes. even know why we even... This is not even a... It's Andrew, nasty. get your life, sis. Because you're saying nasty. you're not one of the girls in your deliver, but you steady talking about a whole kiki situation, girl. girl. She's a girl. Get up out of here, girl. And we love you, Miss Carlwell, girl. I do we're, not. I won't say we love you, but we're entertained we wish you all by the you. best. We but wish bitch, you get, one of the best. Get your life. And we are entertained. She's so damn you. touched by an angel. <laughs> touched by an angel. Yeah, no shade. Yeah. She's touched by an angel. Because the way she be saying stuff and spelling stuff, I said, I'm not playing with you, girl. Because she said, a whole how did she pronounce Floyd, Floyd Mayweather? I'm not doing that. Mm-mm. And it was somewhere on this video. It was Mayweather Floyd or something. Like, she was like, maybe like mildly dyslexic. Like she doesn't have great command. What of I'm the not English doing language. We're not gonna get into it. She's touched by an angel. That's it. My grand shout out to Imogene Daniels because she would say that yeah. you're touched by an angel. Yeah. Meaning, girl, you're not all there. You don't have all your marbles. Ooh, child. But somebody is protecting you, and that's that angel. I will hope that it's Jesus. Hallelujah. Be a vent all around me every day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let the people know where they can find you at. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at swag, S-W-A-G-G underscore B-R-A-G-G-S. Swag underscore Braggs on Instagram or Facebook, Marcus Braggs. M-A-R-C-U-S, B-R-A-G-G-S. Holla at your girl. Holla at your boy. Hashtag Agag A G A G. That's the new hashtag for this season. That's so funny. It was so fun. I love this. And y'all know where to find me on the Stupid Coop on Instagram. Uh, And we're going to continue to bring great content, a little bit of realness. A little bit of joy to uh, your life. All angles. Yeah. This is this is fun. I I'm never glad. did some shit like this, but this is cute. I'm, I'm into it. It makes me happy. All right, you guys. All right, we'll chat soon. Keep love alive. And we love you. Bye.